Try putting those numbers together. That's right. I've shot a class 45, and I've never lost a man. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Snap, crackle, and pop, lock, and drop it, baby. <laughs> what? What did it's an interesting intro. Are you you're working on cooking potatoes right now, Steve? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm baking some potatoes. It's the classic Amish recipe, mm-hmm. um, traditionally used in the 18th century. Um, and yeah, I'm just putting potatoes in an oven. Okay, yeah, that is very. very and I got them in there. Let's time check. It's about 8 p.m. We'll we'll take them out when Chubb steps over. Perfect, Perfect. timing. Perfect. Okay. Uh, great. Uh, we're about to have Mellow Trip on the show. Uh, he's been on the show a few times in the past. We'll talk about that as well. Excited to have him on. Uh, that'll be great. He's got a new album just came out. So, uh, one thing I was thinking about real quick until he joins, I want to talk about planes. Uh, there's a stupid thing that happens with getting on planes that I've noticed. Um, yeah. That is, they people have these priority boarding things, which is... It's kind of stupid unless you're worried about getting overhead uh, storage uh, for, yeah. you know. I like, mean, they've, they've cut down on it so much that it's tough to not have overhead storage anymore. Yeah. But it's like people like, unless you get first class, if you're just a normal coach, what is the big deal about getting on there first versus last? But So people pay oh, for this priority, right? I, I usually wait to board. Yeah. You want to get on later, if anything, because I you're get going to be sitting down for I don't a while. want to stand in that stupid line with everybody yes. that's like freaking out about getting on the plane. That's going to take off Yeah, and I'm at sure the same time. There's some reason they do this, but it seems very random when they let people on the plane. Like I think it just might be who paid more or things like that. But to me, it would make so much more sense if like the back of the plane boarded first and like the people that had the window seats boarded and then the people in the aisle rows from the back to the front. Because what happens is yep. you get on the plane and then there's somebody sticking a bag, you know, above you and they're like in row five and then there's 40 rows behind them. And so everybody's got to wait for this person to stand there and put their bag overhead for no reason. Like, why didn't that, why isn't that person going on like last? Like people in the front of the plane should just go last. Yeah. And then you wouldn't have to wait for every single person that goes. And then they don't know you're in the seats. And then all of a sudden people are like right behind you. And then you have to go backwards to your seat sometimes because there's no overhead bin. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a dumb thing. It's a mess. Uh, It was just something that bothered me the other day. So that's why I get on like dead last. Yeah. Yeah. I like I I travel light. So I'm putting the I could go under seat if I needed to with my carry on. I don't, I don't mess around. Like I can shove it in between my legs. Yeah. So I'm just like, let all the, let all the chumps go and deal with that. 
I'll sit here sipping my Mai Tai and like toss it out. I'll hand it to the flight attendant as I get on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Like, get rid, get rid of this for me. Yeah. It is interesting that certain people, like I'm a light packer like you, like I, I can do like a five day trip just in a backpack pretty easily. And yeah. my brother is like the opposite. He's always bringing a big carry on bag or, you know, so, like he's always doing the big luggage around. I just don't like to have it. It just, it's yeah. like one more thing for me to lose or I mean, to like, I don't know. He's got to, he's got to look good though to make, That's, like he's got to wear nice clothes to make up for his, um, uh, how do I put this? His really bad appearance. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. All right, perfect. We got uh, Mellow Trip on right now. Recording live from somewhere. Hey, what's hey. going on? Hey. Oh, man, nothing much, man. Nothing much at all, though. I'm looking up. Um, well, actually, well, there's a lot going on. But to simplify it, I'm looking up how long it would take to drive to Denver from here and i'm like mm-hmm. p- planning a road trip so i'm like thinking about all of the things around it and stuff like that yeah it's been fairly interesting like you know how you always see those commercials for kayak and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's a pretty oh, solid yeah. site actually man i've been looking at been looking at a bunch of different like little hotels and stuff like that all that other stuff nah, but that's all for me yeah what well, <laughs> nice. i've made that drive a few times it's uh it can be done it can be done in one uh mm-hmm. It can, but it's, dude, isn't it like, let's see, and like the thing is, Vegas is next door, so naturally I'm going over there. Oh, yeah. And then it's like another nine hours, I think. But either way, either way, I'm like, I think this is, yeah, it's definitely doable, right? Because I was thinking thinking the same thing. I was like, bro, people drive from Illinois to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, man, man, I got too many homies that tell me just like, fam that drive and i'm like i don't even want to think about that <laughs> oh my goodness talk about a trip yeah it, you can make it i made it to new mexico from here in one day or one trip you're a champion man i, I see and like i drive all the time and especially like like last year i had an instacart and i literally i had the instacart for about six months so it's like all right i'm used to driving yeah. and whatnot and then on top of that I drove to North Carolina. That was like a 15-hour drive yeah. and stuff like that. We got there in a day. So yeah. I'm just like, all right, you know, definitely doable. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You've done, yeah, done North Carolina, you can do. You can do Denver. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. You just got to go through some of the boring states like, you know, Nebraska and Nebraska, in, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Those kind See, of and I'm curious about that because I was thinking like, like, this is funny, like my engineer – he was just like, yo, be careful when you're driving through them joints. And I'm like, man, I don't want to think too much about that. I don't think I should think that much about <laughs> yeah. it. But hey, yo, if we're keeping it a buck, some people, I was just like, shoot, I don't know what they're doing in Nebraska. Yeah. I know that there's a rapper from there. I like him. I like his music. You know, shouts out to him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, I don't know what they got popping over in Nebraska. But I'm, I'm not too worried about it because I'm just like, man, what's the worst that could happen? You know? <laughs> yeah, in Nebraska, you won't run into it. As long as you don't mess with their corn. You don't fall yeah, asleep don't touch the corn. cornfield. Man, you I don't ride. bother anybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. uh, that's funny. So I was uh, looking at the last... So you've been on the show twice. Do you know the last time you were on was... You were on in 2016 and then October of 2017. Wow. Four and a half years ago you were on. Yeah, man. I remember... I remember the one from four and a half years ago. I was actually thinking about that right before I tapped in the call. I was, uh, 
I was staying at a place called Art Space, downtown Elgin. I was living with my girlfriend at the time. And remember you guys called and like she was like we were just sitting in bed and like she's just next to me, just listening <laughs> to me talk through this interview. And just like it was awkward, but it's just yeah. like like even like I go back and I think about that and I I remember listening to it. I was like, I sound so unnatural. So that's because your girl is sitting right next <laughs> to you. And it's just like yeah. Yeah, it's just weird, like, yo, can you go somewhere else or something? But it was yeah. it was late at night, obviously. So it was like she's trying to sleep and stuff, but you know, man, good times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've done a few like that, and I'm always like thinking about what I'm saying and how it sounds. It's it's much better to do <laughs> alone or just like with Jared and Pat. No, yeah. for real. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I know that now. Like I'm I'm in my room right now, and like I think my roommate and his girl they they off somewhere. I'm just like, all right, cool. So I'm just at the nice. crib. So so since you've been on the show last time, what have been kind of some major changes, kind of in the music side of you know your career? Yeah major changes um or just something you'd like to share you know in the last since in the last four and a half years in the last four and a half years like i mean first and foremost that's an incredibly long time (laughs) as like an underground (laughs) act to just not be active really because it's like and that's honestly how i do look at it because i dropped a project in 2019 in march called to be judged but i didn't promote it to the point where you'd really know that I dropped a project. Mm -hmm. And it was like from 2017 up until really just like recently, it was like, I was trying to, I was trying to rush healing. I was trying to rush to the good part. I was trying to, I didn't want to deal with myself, man. So it was just like on to be judged, which I'm, I'm going to be re-releasing and I'm going to be, you know, shooting some videos for that and stuff like that, because I want to properly roll it out because at the time it was my baby, but it's just like, I didn't love myself enough to love my artwork the way that I needed to. So that's basically what this entire year for me is, you know, I just recently put that good grief uh, on streaming and whatnot and you know people just like yo it it took you so long it was just like because i had to feel the love Mm -hmm. i had to feel the love and on top of that i had to remember how much i love this and why i loved it so now that it's like i'm back in that space and i'm working with my brother kenyatta and um you know i'm saying working with my brother cool kennedy and just we're just tapped into a different different headspace now and it's just like all right cool like let's just do what we have to do and let's let's live and let's make some phenomenal music and let's not really be too concerned about the outcome anymore because being so concerned with the outcome has been sucking a lot of the life and a lot of the joy out of something that gives me the most joy to do mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i, I was going to say I, I think what is one of the toughest things i know for me and you know steed that do the show and pat is we like doing the show and, you know, we have dedicated listeners and things like that, but it's really hard to market yourself. Mm. Uh, and I, I wonder what challenges yeah. you've had with that. Oh, my goodness. Like, I can, I can only imagine for you guys, because I'm sure you can agree. Man, there's millions of podcasts. They don't have to be good. They don't have to. It's just like it can be whatever it is. The podcast, the podcast space is kind of filled now. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with hip hop. And I can speak to Chicago specifically. 
if you pay attention to Chicago hip hop right now, it's mainly just drill. For those who don't know what drill is, like it sounds great. Don't get me wrong. Like I used to jam out to drill all the time, but it's like it's glorified murder music. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like we can call it what it is, and especially someone who's a fan of like horrorcore and death rap and stuff like that. All right, cool. But then once you start to really see how deep it gets and how close to home it gets, it makes you start to think like, dang, like all of this negative energy, all of this negative energy surrounding the entire city. And it's honestly getting to a place where it's like, yo, like you, you damn near have to go elsewhere or else you have to conform to what's going on, which I myself can't say that I'm about to do. So it's like, I have to be more and incredibly more creative, but I also have to put myself in better spaces and better places. I don't know how much long I'm gonna be in the Midwest because a lot of me says it makes sense to go out West. That's where everything is. I think that's a large part of, it's like, okay, I'd I'd like to believe I have talent. I'd I'd like to believe I don't suck, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I believe that, I have to put myself in the midst of that and i basically have to go out and on some like prove it from here i know that i've done that on a lyrical front people in chicago mcs in chicago know me mcs and elgin know me people know okay cool he can rap like i, I get that i know how to make music i know how to you know what i'm saying i i, I get mm-hmm. that but now in order to get further it's just like you have to put yourself in the midst of where the real competition is you have to put yourself in the midst of where all of these entertainers and all these other people, like, they're just crossing by. You're swiping shoulders with these people mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, like, thankfully, I'm in a position to be able to, you know, do something like that. So, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of thought is going into location at this point because I do think that's a large fact of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just, just kind of ne- – you're saying more, like, it's not – necessarily performing there but like networking on on places where there's a lot of you know potential people that are doing stuff i mean i think it's a little bit of both right Mm -hmm. so like obviously i i have to network you have to talk to people and whatnot but yeah i i really i really am in the mindset of like yo man i i i want to have a phenomenal stage show and in order to do that it's just like what do you have to do you have to perform you have to get up at open mics. You have to treat this like it's your job because for all intents and purposes, at least in my mind, I'm like, it is my job. Like Mellow Trip is my business. So, yeah, I have to perform. I have to perform out there more. I have to shoot. Might have to relocate there. Yeah. That, Might I mean, just have to relocate there, you know? If you can find, you know, a spot where more people would kind of, feel your style of music that would be that would be good that's it because we just here's honestly how how i look at it right just on some like nerd hip-hop stuff essentially what needs to happen because this happens in hip-hop this has happened in hip-hop before remember when crunk music came mm-hmm. and like lyrical people thought like oh this is the end oh what are they doing <laughs> yeah lasted about the crunk era lasted literally from about 2002 to 2006 Maybe you could say 2006 and a half, technically. 
but it kind of lived and died with Lil John and the East Side Boys. Mm-hmm. Everybody else around that, it was cool, but you had to kind of find your own thing and branch off from that. That's where we get trap music, and then, you know what I'm saying, it turns into what it is. But I say that to say that 2016, Lil Uzi Vert comes out. Biggest thing in the world. This genre of rap was supposed to last up until about 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. COVID enters the scene. Once COVID enters the scene, music industry shuts down. Music industry shuts down. Everybody's at home. They're on their laptops. The most susceptible people that are going to be sitting on their laptops are kids. Kids love hip-hop music. So when all of these, all of these drill cats and everything like that, and they're not stupid people, despite mm-hmm. what people might think. These are very, very intelligent individuals. They're phenomenal. It's something they should have never had to be in the first place. So that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. But once they realize, oh, damn, everybody's going to be at home. So let's just shoot a bunch of music videos around the crib. This is that and the third. I mean, we are out here doing stuff anyway. And the next thing you know, it's just like you have an extension. And the individuals that they're pushing up to the top are the individuals that are just of this cloth because... It was supposed to be, no, we open up the door and then we allow a little versatility in. And we have yet to get that for a while and they're starting to catch up. Hmm. Yeah. So if, if that's not so much your style, what what is music recently that's been kind of influencing you? Honestly, Afrobeat. Afrobeat, especially. So, um, so my brother Johnny, right? My brother Johnny. He um he passed away December seventh. I remember his funeral that weekend, and Essence by Wizkid and Thames had been like running rampant. Justin Bieber does a remix to it. This and that. The song in itself is is phenomenal. Like it just great song. It just has a just an amazing vibe and just I don't know. There's just a spirit to it, and um. Out of sheer curiosity, you know, I was over at uh, my brother Yaz's crib. And, um, you know, as we're preparing to go, I just kind of turn on, turn on this concert from WizKid. And the music and just the rhythm and just everything, I don't know, man, it just did, it did something to me. And it was helping bring the healing that I needed after, at that point, losing three close people to me within a three and a half week proximity. So Afrobeat has been Afrobeat has been life. Um I listen to a lot of R and B. I listen to hip hop, but it's only like and Jared, you appreciate this. It's only like like Brother Ali and like I still like Rhyme Sayers, the entire cast of Rhyme Sayers and then also Mellow Music Group and whatnot. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's really like just raw hip hop that's I don't know, just restores the feeling that I had when I started rapping in the first place. Yeah. And I don't know, stuff that just feels good in my spirit, man. Like that's that's it. There's a whole lot that I just can't listen to and don't feel like listening to anymore. But um yeah, those are those are two of the genres that really, really do it for me. And metal music up to the wazoo when I have when I'm like incredibly mad. Like shouts out to Slipknot, shouts out to Rise Against, <laughs> shouts, out to, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. shouts out to Kubai Clan, all in people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do the exact same thing. I like listen to new music and something for a month, and then I always revert back to like. Yeah. For me, it's like My Chemical Romance. <laughs> uh-huh. I just listen to them, you know, 
I'll and I'll do it for my entire life. Yeah, dude, because like you, you can't, you'll never forget the the feelings, especially because like we grew up in a time where it's like it's so sad to say this, but like it's true. It's like we were like the last of a generation that appreciated music still. So it yeah. was like, and we didn't have just the influx of just everything. We didn't have that. Like you re- you had to go out of your way to burn CDs. You had to buy oh, those yeah. CDs. You had to make sure every single song that you put on there was the song that you wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And it was going to play in your life. Man, I remember yeah. getting mixtapes off of that piff and then downloading it like just on faith alone. And then you get in your car and it's whack. And it's like, bro, I just wasted a whole seat. Like, why would you <laughs> oh, do yeah, Oh, man. Oh, my God. Like, it, it meant something, you know? Even yeah. just like when I got my first like MP3 player and we're downloading stuff off of LimeWire and stuff. I think I could only get like 78 songs. Like, so yeah. what? Yeah. Those are my 78 jams, man. But, yeah, nowadays, man. Nowadays, it's... Uh, yeah. Go on your phone and get any song ever. Yeah, dude, it's like, how can anything mean anything? And that's why it's like, it's funny that people are mad at Kanye for like, all oh, the STEM player, it's a money grab. It's just like, or it's a way to be like, yo, if you want this, yeah, you're going to go out of your way to get it. You can all, you, there's plenty of yay music you can listen to. Now, did I want to listen to Donda today? Of course I did. However, I don't have just $200 to throw like that, but I get why he did it. I'm not mad at it. Someone has to add importance to it, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to focus on the, the 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 money return. But from a creative standpoint, while I, it's a little extreme, it's like no man, respect. Do that. <laughs> like you worked hard on this album. You know what I'm saying? Like, was, <laughs> like, you, like you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, dude. Yeah, I the one thing I do not miss though is the uh, half the viruses on LimeWire. I ruined a, ruined a few computers getting some CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I had to get educated real quick on like all the ad blockers and everything <laughs> yeah. like that, bro, because it was by any means necessary. Yeah, <laughs> I was not playing, dude. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. So <laughs> slowing down the family computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Good um, old days. So one of the reasons we're having you on, obviously, is because uh, you released, uh, you know, Tales of the Dubious, the Lost Tapes, which is kind of a four <clears throat> song album here and yeah. talk about like the inspiration for that because obviously you know that good grief came out a couple years ago so what made you release these couple songs yeah man so when i decided to release that good grief on streaming um the irony of it was johnny god rest his soul a year prior like literally a year prior to that he had texted me. He'd been like, Daniel, stop rapping. You don't even care about this. You don't even like this. And man just went in on me. <laughs> just like, just <laughs> tore my life apart, right? So we're going back and forth. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He said, right, prove it. Prove it. You haven't put out any music. You haven't done anything. I was like, I'm figuring it out. And he was like, yo, do something. Don't do nothing. If you, He's like, you got one year. You have one year. And if for one year you don't do something with music, you're going to be a truck driver. I happen... So I literally woke up that September morning and like everything inside of me was just like, drop the project. It was like, cool. Drop the project. Felt phenomenal. Johnny called me. I cried. It was great. I knew that I had to follow up and I knew it couldn't be, hey, let me re-release To Be Judged. It was just like, nah, people really want to hear new music. Plus, it's not like 
nothing's been going on in my life. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was just this feeling of just like, okay, I should have released the project right after that good grief. And it should have been this. So here it is. That was essentially where my mind was at. A lot of those songs. Yeah. Like all of them, actually, all of them have been written over the last three years, like adding things to it, taking things, restructuring things and whatnot. Like, so for those four songs, it's like the amount of thought <laughs> and the amount of like processing to, to write those. And even, even just like, um, track three track three which i'm I'm, which is insane i'm i don't even remember the name of track three sympathy sympathy do you know how many titles that song has had i decided on that (laughs) title the morning that i dropped the project like it was literally like like because man i've I was about to say the girl's name. I was going to call some <laughs> other girl's name. And I was like, don't do that. I was just like, like, even though she's probably not going to hear it, I'm like, don't do that. And then I, and then I was messing with the, uh, the, the, I wanted to use, um, oh man, I wanted to use a St. James, St. James something where there's a, uh, there's a sample where it goes like, and wherever she may be, she'll twist this world's wide open, but she'll never find a man. I wanted to do something related to that. There were so many, yeah, there were so many ideas, but it, I ended up just landing on that because it was just like, this is simple. It's straight to the point. It's not overdone. And truth be told, it was just like the amount of tears that went into each song is like, it was a, it was definitely a release for me to get off. The more that I was able to listen through each track and hear my pain and hear the hunger, even the like the hunger that I didn't know that I had as I was recording it, it was just like, man, this, yeah, we have to take this and let's go running with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That sympathy was, that's the first one I listened to because um, I, I like the name and then I, uh, that was my favorite one out of the four. Oh man, I've I've been getting I've been hearing that a lot, and I appreciate you saying that. That was that was kind of I I want to say it was a risk for me, but no nah, man, I ain't seen nothing yet. But like it was, <laughs> I guess up to this point, it was kind of a risk for me because I'm just like this is a softer song. But I'm just like all of my favorite artists. I think a lot of people's favorite artists are the ones that are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a vulnerable song, cause it's, and it's a song that I can honestly say, like, I damn near thought about sending it to Shorty. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was just like, because I don't, I really don't care. Like, I know what that situation was. I know how I felt. I Like, I went through it. It's fine. I have no problem talking about it. I know, like, I have no resentment or anything, like, about the situation or nothing. Like, yeah, man, it's just, yeah, I love that song. It's just, It's a bop. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you. Yeah. Well, kind of like you're saying, it's the the more vulnerable you are, the more real the song is, and I think that you know that kind of shows, and that's why you know people like artists that are it seems real, like the music's real, like they wrote it, like it's legit. Uh, Yeah, for sure. For sure. What about your? Do you have like a favorite lyric or verse that you've written? 
It's the second verse of Night Terrors off of That Good Grief. Can you? Would you uh, like to hear? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I can remember numbers. (laughs) Hold on. Let's see. It's lit. McDonald's drive-thru in the morning at six. I'll take a number six and a black coffee with the stirring stick. Just add water like I'm sugar-free in 06 and it'll lift me up like Vince Summertime 06. Paying for views, but I'm just trying to pay for a view. Be paid to be viewed. Get some paper to do pay-per-views. Too late to be cool. And the mirror's the face of a fool who majored in tunes. Hella lace with a trace of buffoon. Waking up early thinking about my regrets from the past. Like recklessly spending. Now I'm broke. Someone fetch me a cast. Scraping to make it by. Patiently wait for my time. But I can't deny all the blessings I've gained on the side. Hate me a lot. Choose to love me and sway to the side. That way when I rise, I can thank those who stayed on my side. I'm grateful a lot, but be bitter when day turns to night. I turn on my side, trying to sleep, but the terror resides. Yo. 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 Every now and then, bro, every now and then, I give myself permission to be like, yo, fam, like, like I don't know where I was at when I wrote that, but I was like, you, man. <laughs> Yo, that's my yeah. Easily, easily one of the one of my favorite verses. Love it. Easily, love it. So, how do you know a song's done then? Because I mean, like you're talking, you're constantly up in these. You're over three years. You're writing these songs. How do you know when you're done? I know when I'm done. When like, when I make the hook, when all of the words and all of it, when when I can go through it enough times and it feels like it flows seamlessly enough, that's when I know. Like until it's like if 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 a word is off, like man, there's a song that yeah. I'm writing right now, right now, and like the thing that is stopping me from going a little bit further is the fact that I'm like, no, I don't know if I should use this word or this word because each word feels different and each word flows different, but they both work. So now it's like, no, nah, which one works better? And it's gonna be a matter of when I'm singing it through. Whatever word that I just say without thinking about it the most, that's probably what's going to end up being. Yeah. We go from there. Love it. So, uh, okay. We've had you on here a decent amount of time now. I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, But I do (laughs) just want to talk about uh, just, you kind of talk about goals a little bit coming up, but I'm just curious, like, what kind of would be your ideal, like, next, next, like, path, next, uh, Next thing you'd like to accomplish kind of in the music world? My focus. So I have I have the rest of the year planned out. The goal of this year is really, and I guess for, yeah, I guess for music in general, I want to complete the origin story of Mellow Trip. That is my main priority, how I do that. There is... One more project after To Be Judged that is arguably, <laughs> I don't want to say it's darker. I just want to say I have an <laughs> idea of what I have an idea of what the reaction is going to be. But either way, it's um, there's a couple songs on there that you know hurt to write, but it's like I have to get them off. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially what it is—just finishing the origin story of Mellow Trip. Because you know, 
I, I, yeah, I just have some stuff I need to, I need to get off. And then 2023, we're going to have some fun, but we'll talk about that. In another yeah. <laughs> is, is it somewhat therapeutic to go through writing some of these lyrics that are, are hard to write down or do you, you know, does it help remove some of the pain? Yeah, it, it, it does in certain cases, but there's songs where it doesn't like, so uh, we'll go back to once again, Night Terrors. So for those who have heard that good grief, you know, that Night Terrors has a cold, whole other song that comes after it calls it uh, called it's dead. Um, and on that good grief, it, yeah, on that good grief, that's exactly how it goes. I, I was, I, cause at first I was going to split the two, but anyway, I never perform is dead. I don't even like really like rapping through it's dead because while I've made as much peace with the situation as I can, all parties involved, et cetera, et cetera, I still remember how angry I was when I wrote that. I remember when Cool Kennedy laid the first chords for that song. And yeah, that song strikes a chord that I don't like. And and people love that song. People tell me, oh, my homies tell me all the time, oh, man, that's all, man, you did it. And it's just like, yeah, that's cool. But constantly revisiting that place without, like, I don't know. Yeah, it just brings it back. Yeah, (laughs) man. It's just, yeah, and then you think through the situation, and it's just like, nah, man. So, yeah, that's only, but that's that's the only song thus far that I'm really like, I don't like, I don't want to do that. Any other Mm -hmm. song is like, it's fine, but, you know. And who knows? Maybe that'll change. One yeah, day. yeah. Uh, Steve, did you have any last questions? Um, do you have any shows or anything you're doing around Chicago uh, in the you know next few months? Stay tuned for that. <laughs> there's yeah. like there's so many things working on behind the scenes. Like it's it's really cool. So all I can say for that is like just. Just give it some time. We're 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 gonna see. Like we're yeah, we're trying to you know we're, we're, yeah we're doing we're doing we're doing a lot of things. Like I said, we're we're just trying to we're trying to trying to really go for this, and um, things are falling into place kind of nicely. So nice. Yeah, go if you hard. ever you ever got them, just let us know. We'll we'll chuck it up on our Instagram and stuff. Oh, for sure, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah. So. so- Melo, where, where can we find, I know, obviously Spotify, you mentioned, but like, just tell people where they should find your music. Oh, you can find my music, Apple Music, Spotify, really wherever you can get streaming. Um, there's also mellowtrip.bandcamp.com. You can get uh, That Good Grief. You can also get uh, my other project that not too many people know about called To Be Judged. It is still there. Um, and then also you can get my latest <laughs> project, Tales of the Dubious on there as well as for three dollars and 33 cents if i'm not mistaken you can probably pay another price if you really want to if you ask but um yeah mellowtrip.bandcamp.com everywhere that you can get streaming mellow triple h that's t-r-i-p-l-e-h mellow perfect perfect well i really appreciate having you on oh man i appreciate you guys having me it's always cool talking to y'all definitely oh yeah definitely thanks again and uh yeah we'll post uh post a link to that and then uh we'll always uh be rooting for you man yeah man appreciate y'all we will be talking soon perfect sweet don't double click that iphone headphone 
and skip this podcast because we'll be right back with more Chubstep. All right. That was Melotrip. It's third time on the show. Awesome to have a three-peat. Love it. I don't know if we've had any other three-peats. Uh, there's some, well, there's some people uh, like little Stevie or... Ah, they don't count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, yeah. Yeah, then he's our only three-peat. <laughs> uh, perfect, Steve. Uh, was the stuff you want to get to, Steve? So I went to a 30th birthday party mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty pissed about it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it was one of my close friends, 30th birthday parties. And I figured it would be like, uh, you know, a classic birthday party where friends get together. Of course. Uh, you know, just drink some brews, get a little crazy. Sure. I show up to the house and, uh, a lot of shoes at the door. Mm. And there's like, yeah, maybe like 30 people there. Okay. Like old people. Oh, adult, like uh, adult adults. Our, our, yeah, this was, our like, our an, this was like an adult party. <laughs> so, so were you on the younger side of the group then? I was one of the, I was, yeah, me and my friends were like the youngest people there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, is this what p- parties at 30 are? Is this what I got to <laughs> deal with the rest of my life? Yeah. I'm assuming people aren't getting as, as wild at these, you know, people in their 40s and 50s aren't getting as wild at these parties. Good. Old uh, guy getting uh, down. Yeah, it was lame. Uh, they had two ginger kids running a bar downstairs. And Ooh. Yeah, they were twins. Okay. Well, that's kind of <laughs> fun. Twins running a bar is kind of fun. Yeah, that was fun. They were, I mean, very attentive. Okay, good. <laughs> good. I do like the idea of a bartender at a, you know, at a party. That's pretty high class. Yeah, I this. So that's my problem. It was too high class. I see. I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Maybe 35. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 40. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but not at 30. Just 30. It was way too. There was a charcuterie board that was so big and so nice that nobody touched it. Too fancy. You feel like you're. It was messing too up fancy of, a, of yeah. a board. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, that is an issue. I mean, I've thought that way with certain food things before. It's like, especially cakes or something. There's a really fancy cake. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to be the first one to cut into this fancy cake and ruin this piece oh, of Oh, dude. N- yeah, nobody touches fancy cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sorry you had that. any cake. Sorry you had that experience. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it was, it was just lame. It was a, uh, no, it wasn't lame. I had a nice time with my okay. friends. Yeah, you just you just wanted but, a warning. You just wanted a warning. Yeah, it was a change. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, uh, I had an idea. This one I could talk about this for a while, but I think we're just gonna keep it somewhat shorter. But I had an idea for seating at a wedding, right? As this is something now I've been having to start to think about. And I've realized that, yeah. you know, a lot of times they'll put people sit next to other. Oh, you know, that person or I think, oh, they I think they'd get along type of thing like that. Right. You're talking like dinner. Yeah. Yeah. This is for dinner at weddings at the, at the reception. Yeah. So some people, uh, you know, so that's like kind of the standard thing. Right. Yeah. Now, I was thinking we're living in this society where everybody's very divided. Right. Everybody's divided. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So people have different beliefs and they sometimes don't want to hear other people's beliefs and they're kind of, you know, one, you know, one sided on things. 
Yep. They don't want to hear the truth or they don't want to hear a different version of the truth or whatever it is, right? So yeah, I was the earth thinking, is flat. No, it's not. Yes. Um, the moon is hollow. Yeah. No, I listened to Chubstep and they covered that. Yes. It's not hollow. It's not hollow. We found out it's not hollow. I was thinking, what if you set people at tables based on their beliefs and things, but you split up the table 50-50? So <laughs> if... If you know you've got certain people there that are strong, you know, vaccine mask people, you know, they're wearing, they're triple masking. They've got all, you know, they've got five boosters. You put them at a table with people that are unvaccinated. Those are the other four people. <laughs> and then and then you have a little table card. So, like, there'll be, like, the menu on the table. But you have something that's sitting there that says, is the person next to you vaccinated? Question mark. And then they'd be like, that's kind of weird. And then, but then they would, they would say, what is this about? Like, what do you mean? This, of course they're vaccinated. Yeah, right? you're, you're vaccinated, right? <laughs> and then, and then like, Hell I'm no, not. I'm not. What do you mean I'm not? No way I'm getting, I'm not getting vaccinated. <laughs> so that was one. You know, you could have like, it would just, you know, you two people would just say like abortion, question mark. And then somebody like, that's weird. Like, why would that even be a question? And then there'd be certain people there that, you know, had strong opinions on it one way or the other. Just... Oh, yeah. To start some debate between so these... So you're trying to have your wedding be a bloodbath. No. <laughs> well, the thought because is... People that... are going to start throwing elbows on the dance floor. Which, which is memorable. A rut. That is memorable first things, right? You would... Everybody would remember your wedding. Yeah. It, yeah, big fight broke out. the news. <laughs> the other option would just be that uh, people learned, you know, a little about an opposing view that would be one option you would yeah you would hope that people would respect the fact that it's a wedding so they try to keep it cool now i think we know realistically that's not the case uh but i just think you could have all the major topics uh sitting out on little table cards right next to the menu and then just list them down and you know you quickly realize that there's a reason you're sitting next to the people you're sitting next to yeah i mean People get really fired up about Joe Biden. Yeah, it could be good. Sure, Joe Biden. There could be a Joe Biden question mark. So you could just say, "Do you think Joe Biden is hotter than um, that really hot president from like he was the 15th president or something?" Oh, uh, <laughs> you remember that? Guy? Yeah, give me a second here because uh, I've got ah, it. On he this. was so hot. Yeah, there's a lot of hot presidents. No, actually, we found out there's not a lot of hot presidents. We did this on Chubstep like yeah, a year or two ago. There's maybe six that I would I would bang. But. There, there's six that I would use as like a wingman uh, because they're all perfect wingmen because they're not good looking enough uh, to like worry about stealing <laughs> the girl, but they're like good looking where it doesn't make you look like a complete dork. Uh, I think the steed, I think you're the one you were talking about is uh, Franklin Pierce. Oh, or was dog. it? Yep. Or was it Rutherford B. Hayes? No, it's got to be Pierce. He's he's the old uh, steely-jawed. Well, Rutherford B. Hayes, I think, was the it, one that looked like uh, Drew Brees No, it Brees definitely wasn't Rutherford, Rutherford. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, yeah, we could you could have some debate about presidents, you know, how hot they are, things like that. So, again, I just think, again, there's a lot of ways you can do it. I'm saying, why not spark some conversation? I think the the world could use a little, you know, knowledge transfer. Yeah, they could, especially now. I, honestly, I've I've 
you got me down a Franklin Pierce loophole again. I'm looking at him. He's gorgeous. <laughs> no. He looks like he looks like he could have acted in Twilight. Yes. As a young yes. vampire. I he would be great in Twilight, if there's one thing you know about Franklin Pierce. There's a lot of books written about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's perfect. Goddamn Franklin Pierce. Love it. Love it. Uh, was there anything else you want to get to, Steve, before we wrap it up? Um, let's see. No, I'm, I'm... Yeah. No, we can. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, here we can wrap it up there. Uh, we've had uh, <clears throat> this has been a good show. A lot of uh, good conversation. Mellow Trip's always great because he's a guy that has a lot to say, and he's very thought out, and you know, he thinks about what he's saying, and he's got things to say. So it's uh, it's helpful. You know, we've had people on the show that are not always easy to talk to. That's definitely not the case with him. So, uh, you know, yeah. always enjoy having him on. Check us out every Thursday on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Instagram chubstep podcast. Uh, Instagram steed swallows. That's steed's food blog. That has uh, been struggling. Should I, should I reignite that? I got to reignite it. Yeah, I think you might have like one or two posts ever, and that was like two years ago. I've got three posts. Okay, okay. I stand and I corrected. Have amassed twenty-four followers with those three posts. Oh, okay, well, okay, all right. Who am I to say anything? So, yep. <laughs> shame on me. Uh, but new episodes are Thursday. The show has ended. Be gone. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.